Donald Trump took time off from his busy schedule running for president and trying to stay out of prison by pitching his brand new Trump high top sneakers at Philadelphia's aptly named Sneaker Con. Isn't that great? Trump on Saturday launched a pair of high tops at Sneaker Con. How appropriate. They're called Never Surrender High Tops because Trump supporters wearing these sneakers never surrender unless they're walking up half a flight of stairs, in which case they stop midway, sit for a spell, and say, you know, on second thought, maybe I'll take the elevator. Trump's gold-plated high tops are marketed a little differently with the smallest one coming in at a size 14 since Trump voters like to delude themselves into believing their penis isn't microscopic. I mean, let's be honest. If any of these Trump voters had a fully functioning penis that got serviced on a regular basis, you think they'd be voting for Donald Trump? But in all fairness, it's a pretty good-looking pair of sneakers. I mean, I'd wear them if I was dressing on Halloween as the bouncer at a New Jersey strip club that only caters to Saudi Arabian businessmen. I wonder if the sneakers are made in China, like all those patriotic red ties and Make America Great hats Trump sells to all his China-hating supporters. And this is just the beginning. Next month, Trump launches his version of Air Jordans. He's calling them Air Jim Jordans, which is the perfect shoe for running your mouth off. Or if you're into weightlifting and can't pass the bar bells. That joke is so stupid, a Trump supporter could have written it. Did I mention Jim Jordan went to law school but couldn't pass the bar because he's stupid? Jim Jordan's office apparently is getting very upset about everyone writing to him, as I asked you to, insisting he failed the bar exam. Now, they're saying his office issued a statement, I'm not making this up, that it's impossible for Jim Jordan to have failed the bar exam because after he graduated from law school, he decided not to take it. Right. Because why take the bar exam after graduating from law school? That would be stupid. Everyone knows someone like Jim Jordan went to law school just for the intellectual rigor, but not the intellectual rigor that would come with actually passing the bar and being able to practice law. Jim Jordan is a genius when it comes to the law. He doesn't need to pass the bar exam to prove he's smart. He knows he's smart. The same way Donald Trump knows he's smart. Trump knows he's smart because the kid his father paid to take all his exams for him at Wharton told him so. So, Donald Trump has a brand new pair of sneakers he's selling, and a lot of people say the sneakers remind them of Trump steaks, but that's only if you go by smell. He's charging $400 for the sneakers because, you know, when I think Trump, the first thing that comes to mind is fitness buff. Trump says the sneakers are built to last a lifetime, which for a Trump supporter is three more years if they're lucky. Hate to break it to you, Trump supporters, but statistically, you have shorter lifespans than those who can read. I mean, those who aren't voting for Trump. Now, if you're a Trump supporter, what's the last book you read? 
When's the last time you watched a foreign movie with subtitles, went to a museum, or attended a lecture given by someone who didn't graduate from Liberty University? Liberty University isn't a real university. I'm told, however, it's unseemly for a liberal from New York to look down on Trump voters. What am I supposed to do? Look up to them? Wow, you're my heroes. How can I be as gullible and bigoted as a Trump supporter? How can I be stupid enough that I donate to Trump so he can take that money to pay his legal bills while at the same time have me completely convinced he's a billionaire? On Friday's show, I read the quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the Lutheran minister who was executed for standing up to Adolf Hitler. He said it, not me. You can't have fascism without stupid people who are stubborn about their lack of information and stubborn about their inability to reason. But I want to be like a Trump supporter because that's the table in the cafeteria where all the cool kids are sitting. I, I hope they accept me into their clique. But go ahead, buy his gold-plated sneakers. Trust me, these sneakers are going to always look brand spanking new because it's not like any of you slugs buying them will ever see the inside of a gym, except when you're begging for permission to use the bathroom. Let's be honest. The only time a Trump supporter works up a sweat is when they're straining three hours on the crapper trying to coax out one single marble-sized pellet. Trust me, Trump isn't the only one at his rallies completely full of it. His pair of sneakers cost nearly $400, but Trump supporters, you can buy just one sneaker. You don't have to buy a pair. You can buy just one sneaker since most of his stooges have already lost one foot to diabetes. Now, to those of you who think that's offensive and uncalled for, thank you. But, you know, unfortunately, it's not quite as offensive and, and, and uncalled for as Donald Trump and his MAGA Republicans fighting Biden every step of the way on Medicare, being able to negotiate the cost of insulin with big pharma. Ever talk to a Trump supporter about their diabetes? Trump supporters don't blame their worsening diabetes on the American diet or big pharma's price gouging for insulin. Instead, they claim it's all about personal responsibility. And what they mean by personal responsibility is they themselves don't want affordable insulin for their diabetes if that means a person of color or a migrant can also gain access to insulin for their diabetes. When you ask these Republicans about diabetes, they say it's not the fault of big sugar, not the fault of fast food companies or our for-profit healthcare system because MAGA Republicans are all about personal responsibility. If something is going wrong in their own lives, like, you know, when a Trump voter can't pay their own medical bills, they don't shed liberal tears. Instead, they pull themselves up by their bootstraps and blame Joe Biden and the Democrats. Trump voters with diabetes don't need free insulin because they have a much more powerful and cheaper drug, Donald Trump. They are addicted to Trump. Trump voters, if you haven't noticed, look, sound, and smell like meth addicts. The only difference is meth addicts have been known to occasionally remember to brush their teeth. Have you been to a Trump rally? 
Who's kissing these people? Ever notice the individuals most opposed to fluoride in the water are the ones so desperately in need of it? I look at the imbeciles who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, and I think, why do they bother bringing bear spray? I'm pretty sure their breath would have sufficed. This is the mop-up for February 19th, 2024. I'm David Feldman in New York City. Thank you for finding me. Fannie Willis is the Fulton County District Attorney who indicted Donald Trump along with 18 co-defendants and charged them with attempting to overturn the 2020 presidential election results in Georgia. She has everyone dead to rights, especially Donald Trump, which is why three of Trump's lawyers have already flipped. They pled guilty and turned state's evidence. Kenneth Cheesebro, Sidney Powell, and Jenna Ellis have all made deals to avoid going to prison, and they're going to testify against Donald Trump. Trump's other attorney, Rudy Giuliani, can't flip because he's at the top of the RICO trial's food chain. Rudy, with Trump, are the prime targets because they, they were the masterminds, which is why it fell apart. And then there's the lawyer, John Eastman. Uh, he's best friends with Clarence and Jenny Thomas, and he hasn't flipped yet because he's way too busy going through disbarment hearings in California. Trump and his lawyers have a serious problem down in Georgia. If he somehow makes it back into the Oval Office, he still won't be able to pardon himself or anyone else out of this. It's a state crime. He also would have zero authority to shut down a state investigation. And the law is somewhat vague when it comes to whether the Georgia trial could continue should Trump be sitting in the Oval Office. Maybe it could, but that would be for the Supreme Court to decide. Now, the more likely scenario, despite what the polls are telling you, is that Trump loses big in November. By then, he's made a lot of enemies inside our criminal justice system. A lot. You know, they don't like death threats, bomb threats, and swatting. So when Trump loses in November, the GOP, just given his age, will theoretically be done with him, supposedly, and he will have very little political recourse to avoid going to jail. He's in a lot of trouble. What we have right now is pretty much the entire American criminal justice system against Donald Trump and, for the time being, the Republican Party. It's the entire criminal justice system here in America against Donald Trump and, for the time being, the Republican Party is kind of siding with him. The battle lines have been drawn. And since Trump can't win on the evidence, he must resort to threats, intimidation, and grasping at anything to discredit everyone who proves he's not just an inveterate liar and a cheat, but a criminal as well. Judge Arthur Angoran is the judge in the New York State civil fraud trial. 
He's been on the receiving end of countless death threats, bomb scares, anti-Semitic texts directed not just at him, but his entire courtroom staff, as well as his wife and son. This is Trump's M.O. But Angoran, Angoran is 75 years old. He's centered, smart, and he maintained his cool throughout this trial. See, Trump had already been found guilty of inflating the value of his real estate holdings in this trial. He inflated the value in order to secure favorable interest rates from lenders and insurance companies. So the entire purpose of the trial was to establish just how big the fine was going to be. So what did Trump do? He pissed off the judge. Trump's problem is Judge Angoran was meticulous in making sure Trump couldn't appeal his ruling. Judge Angoran bent over backwards to appear fair with Trump, only issuing an occasional fine for violating a gag order because he knew from the start that Trump was going to appeal his decision and he didn't want to give Trump anything to work with on appeal. I'm being told that Trump will have a difficult, if not impossible, time getting the state Supreme Court of New York to grant him another trial. As you know, Judge Arthur Angoran ruled on Friday that Trump must pay $355 million in fines. In his ruling, he called Trump's inability to admit wrongdoing bordering on pathological bordering. Trump's two idiot sons, seen here with their father, were ordered to pay $4 million fines each. Trump was barred from doing business in the state of New York for three years. His two idiot sons have been banned for two years. So nobody is quite sure if Eric Trump, the CEO of the Trump Organization, can still run the business into the ground. Judge Angoran also ordered that the retired judge, Barbara Jones, continue to serve as the court-ordered monitor for the Trump organization. She's been, you can't make a move in the Trump organization for the past two years without it going through Judge Barbara Jones. And her salary is paid by Trump. And so far, her work has cost Trump $2.5 million dollars. Well, let's be honest, his super PAC is paying her $2.5 million. So keep donating to his campaign. Trump also has to come up with $83.3 million for Eugene Carroll. She's the woman he raped. And then there's the $350 million for the state of New York. All of this has to come in 30 days. He has to cough up in the next month $83.3 million for E.J. Carroll and $355 million for the civil fraud penalties. Doesn't matter that he's appealing. That money has to go sit in a holding account and it won't be dispersed or returned to him until the disposition of his appeals are determined. And it's also important to note, and I told you about this last week before Judge Angoran issued his ruling, It's important to remember that the $355 million fine issued by Judge Angoran 
is significantly higher, actually, than $355 million because Donald Trump has to pay 9% interest on this fine going all the way back to when New York State Attorney General Letitia James's investi- investigation began four years ago. Why? Because he should have pled guilty four years ago. He, he wasted Letitia James's time and, and money, so they start the fine going back when the investigation should not have had to start, when he should have pled guilty four years ago. So I made a mistake last time when I said it's 9% compound interest. One of my listeners is an attorney. He wrote to me, and he said it's not compounded. So I got that wrong. It's not compounded, but still, 9% of $355 million for four years brings that fine up to half a billion dollars. We're beginning to start talking about serious money. And Trump doesn't have that. Now, Judge Angoran initially ruled that Trump would have to put his company into receivership, dissolve all his New York businesses, and liquidate his real estate holdings. But when he issued his final final ruling, he reversed that part of the decision because I think he realized he lacked the authority to dissolve Donald Trump's businesses. But Trump, because of the fine, is going to have to liquidate his properties anyway to come up with the cash. Where is he going to find half a billion dollars by next month? He doesn't have that. Now, during his deposition with Attorney General Letitia James, he said, oh, I've got $400 million in cash. But he's a liar. So who knows what he has? If he says he has $400 million, if he's lucky, he has one-tenth of that. Now, he has several options. He could pay the fines with whatever cash he has sitting around, but then he's got to start selling off properties at fire sale prices. He has to sell something. And I don't know much, but I know you never want to sell real estate in this market just because you have to. Office buildings in New York City, not a good time to be selling office buildings in New York. There are a lot of vultures out there who are going to get his crappy buildings for a pretty price. Or he can continue to fleece his incredibly ignorant voters who give him money, and uh, he can use that cash to pay his fines the same way he's used it to pay his legal bills. But nobody's certain a political super PAC can be used to pay a court-ordered judgment. The uh, Federal Elections Commission has three Republicans sitting on it, so they're too chicken shit to challenge what is most definitely illegal use of money being donated to a super PAC. So he might be able to use some of his super PAC, but he doesn't, we're talking about half a billion dollars. At best, his, I think his super PAC, the coffers are empty. Maybe he has 20 million, if he, 30 million left, probably less. So his most likely choice is finding someone 
to lend him money to put up a bond for the fine. In other words, someone else will pay the half a billion dollars in fines and Trump will have to pay interest on the bond and the interest rate will be determined by how big a risk he is. And unfortunately for Donald Trump, this whole trial was about how Trump defrauded lenders. So who in their right mind would lend Donald Trump money? Well, we all know he's somehow going to get that money next month. And you also know special counsel Jack Smith will be following every step of that transaction for the loan, as will the court-ordered monitor of the Trump Organization. To put it another way, Judge Arthur N. Gorin set a trap for Donald Trump to commit even more fraud. He cannot get half a billion dollars without committing more fraud. Now, there is probably one billionaire willing to lend Donald Trump money. Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, he's a billionaire and he would do anything for Donald Trump, like go completely broke, which he has. So, no, he doesn't have any money to lend Donald Trump. Mike, is there anything you'd like to say to Donald Trump? Kiss my ass. Okay, thank you, Mike Lindell. But Let's say someone lends Donald Trump money. I mean, there has to be somebody willing to lend Donald Trump money. Who could it be? Well, if he somehow gets elected president, it's going to look awfully suspicious as to what the terms of that loan from Vladimir Putin <laughs> what the, the terms of that loan were, and what Oval Office favors his creditor, Vladimir Putin, expects in return. There is only one last lender of resort for Trump, and that's his good buddy, Vladimir Putin. He would be the only billionaire in the world willing to subject themselves to the type of scrutiny from the FBI and Congress, as well as Letitia James, the New York State Attorney General, that such a loan would entail. It would come under tremendous scrutiny. I mean, if Trump, God forbid, wins and is back in the Oval Office, there's still going to be a New York State Attorney General. There'll be... uh, something resembling a Justice Department and an FBI. So pay attention. In the next month, Donald Trump has to come up with a half a billion dollars. And whatever way he comes up with it will be more incriminating, more fraud, and more indictments. It's He can't help himself. It's just like the E. Jean Carroll defamation lawsuit. Not the one last month, the one before that. Remember, he got hit with a $5 million judgment for raping her and then defaming her. And what happens right after the settle, after the judgment? Boom, he goes on CNN hours later and defames her once again. He cannot control himself. 
So he's going to commit fraud again. But this time, it's not going to be a civil fine. This time, it's prison. He's a cornered rat. And this is when cornered rats are the most dangerous. Donald Trump is fighting for his survival here. He's been exposed as a fraud. He's lost the ability to do business in New York. So what kind of mental deficient would vote for him? Now, as for the Republicans, you know, senators and members of Congress, I understand fear. I understand moral cowardice. But you know they're secretly wishing he'd just go away. Now, one of the big arguments against Friday's big fine from Judge Arthur Engeron is, and this is what was coming out of Trump's piehole, but I paid the loans back on time. Doesn't matter. By lying on your financials, you cheated the banks at hundreds of millions of dollars in additional interest they should have been charging you because you are a very high risk. If you don't understand this, think of your credit card balance. Let's say you got a $10,000 balance that you're having difficulty paying back. Would you like that $10,000 balance to be charged, oh, I don't know, 28%, 33% a year? Because that's what credit cards charge. 33% a year turns the $10,000 on your credit card into more than $13,000 in one year. That's what interest does to you. That's a 33% interest rate because you're high risk. Or would you prefer to trick the credit card company into thinking you're not a risk and they give you a 9% loan, which turns your $10,000 balance into something under $11,000 at the end of the year. That's what we're talking about. So when you add zeros into this mix, imagine your credit card that you owe $10,000, add a couple of zeros, and by zeros, I mean the Trump family. Donald's a zero, Ivana's a zero, Ivanka's a zero, uh, Eric, Don Jr. But add a couple of zeros to your credit card balance, and you're talking about tens of millions of dollars each year that Trump didn't just cheat the banks out of. He cheated legitimate business people out of that money who needed the loan. The New York Times interviewed some uh, legal scholars, and they explained this. You know, it's hard to secure a loan, especially for a couple of million dollars, And when people like Trump commit fraud and borrow money at low interest rates, he deprives legitimate business people of that money who deserved to be lent that money. That's why it's against the law. Doesn't matter that Deutsche Bank says, we didn't complain. You know why? Because who cares what Deutsche Bank thinks? They're criminals too. We all know Deutsche Bank loaned Trump that was being laundered for Russian oligarchs and Latin American drug dealers. Deutsche Bank isn't going to say boo about Trump misleading them because they're in on it. 
Deutsche Bank was lending money that needed to be cleaned. So just stop it. Stop it. Trump has to get reelected to save his ass because it is over. It's the end of the line, and he knows this. And if you think he stopped at nothing on January 6th, just wait. This is the mop-up for February 19th, 2024. I'm David Feldman in New York City, where we have all known Donald Trump was a criminal for at least 45 years, which is why Hillary and Joe Biden beat him here by a landslide. Thank you for finding me. Trump is a cornered rat who is dangerous. And I know that cornered rats are dangerous because I once accidentally stumbled into the kitchen at Mar-a-Lago and almost got bitten by one. And that brings me to Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, Madam DA, and New York State Attorney General Letitia James, two powerful black women who have more patriotism in their pinkies than the entire Republican Party combined. That's why they need round-the-clock protection, because Trump will stop at nothing to stay out of prison. John Clifford Floyd III is Fonnie Willis's father. He's an ex-Black Panther. He went to law school, just like Jim Jordan. Unlike Jim Jordan, he was able to pass the bar exam and turned his daughter, Fonnie, who also passed the bar, into a law nerd. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, they talk at least 10 times a day. So, I'm all for televising jury trials, but that evidentiary hearing last week wasn't a trial. It was Trump's mob attorneys attempting to poison the jury pool. They weren't trying to prove Willis had any conflict of interest. This was all about a strong powerful black woman and reminding potential white jurors in Georgia of all places just how threatening that can feel. There is nobody more terrified of strong black women than a Republican male. Republican men are so fragile And when they see a strong black woman, it challenges everything their lizard-brained parents instilled in them. But these Trump men, they better start getting used to strong, powerful black women because they're only getting stronger and more powerful. According to CNBC, black women only make up 10% of our population but they are the fastest growing segment of entrepreneurs. In other words, they're doing the hiring. While Republicans are stuck in the Middle Ages complaining about black people getting hired over them for jobs because of affirmative action, black women are busy doing the hiring. In the past decade, the number of black female entrepreneurs increased by 20%. According to the Brookings Institute, that's the largest jump of any demographic in America. Black women are the fastest rising demo of entrepreneurs in America. 
So when Trump supporters say, I'm not doing well in Biden's economy, it might have something to do with, oh, I don't know, being constitutionally unable to work for a woman of color or a woman of color seeing right through a Trump voter and knowing their real worth. Zero. If you're able-bodied and under the age of 50, this economy is the best in 60 years, my Trump-supporting friends. Nobody wants to hire you or give you a promotion because nobody wants you around because you're a thousand lawsuits waiting to happen. When you hire a Trump voter, it's only a matter of time before one of the other workers files a sexual harassment, sexual assault, or racial discrimination lawsuit. Hire a Trump voter and then try bringing them into human resources to tell them their comments are inappropriate at best, threatening at worst. Their only response will be freedom of speech. Yes, the same way phoning in a bomb threat to a judge presiding over one of Donald Trump's criminal trials is also protected speech. Oh, you constitutional scholar, you. Step aside, Floyd Abrams. You really know your First Amendment. You really do. And then these imbeciles get fired. And after they get fired, just like any Trump supporter, they get fired because they don't get along with others. And who do they blame? The people who are all about personal responsibility? The Trump supporters? Who do they blame? The woke culture. That's why the Biden economy isn't working for you, my stupid, inadequate Trump voter friends. Stop saying you were doing better when Trump was president. You never did better. That's why you voted for Trump in the first place. You never did better when anyone was president. But that's precisely how fascism thrives inside the tiny minds of the gullible. Trump, Hitler, Viktor Orban, Vladimir Putin, Mussolini hypnotized the stupid by convincing them of a fictitious, glorious past. A fictitious, glorious past that's been taken away from you by, name it, Anyone who isn't a white male, illiterate, hateful Christian who wouldn't recognize the New Testament if Jesus read it to them in person. Anyway, if you watched the nonsense coming out of that Georgia courtroom last week, it was basically a litmus test on race and sexism. Fonnie Willis is everything a Trump supporter wishes they could be. And it enrages them that a black woman is smarter, stronger, tougher, and more confident. And, unlike Jim Jordan, went to law school and then could pass the bar exam. 
This is what Nidra Rohn over at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution wrote of last week's evidentiary hearing. This is what she wrote. And I'm going to end on this because Nidra Rohn over at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution said it better than I could. It was disconcerting to watch as Trump defense attorneys seemed dismissive of Fonnie Willis's concerns about her safety when they questioned why she felt the need to move out of her home and into a rented condo. They said if it was so dangerous, why did her father stay there? Why didn't everyone leave if it was so dangerous? That kind of glib reaction can only come from someone who has never been called a racial epithet or received death threats or never been a father who felt it was important to stand his ground for his daughter, unquote. I'm David Feldman reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak. Please remember to like this video so I remain in your feed. Please share this with your friends. If you have a problem with my calling Trump supporters stupid, you probably shouldn't watch this show. Uh, It is stupid people who are going to get us all killed. So I don't want to hear from uh, Democrats Stop calling Trump supporters stupid. I'm not interested. If you're a Trump supporter, you're ignorant, stupid, you're a misogynist, and you're racist. And I don't want that subject to debate. And if you don't like that, don't listen to this show. Thank you.